I, I just want to share a really simple thought with us this evening. Um, kind of this week as I was preparing what I was going to share about, I had one thought, and then I, I just thought, kind of threw that all out the window, and just have a really simple, but I think really important encouragement for us this evening. Uh, but to start with, does anyone here, who has a hard time keeping secrets, if we can be honest? Maybe, you know, some people, they're just locked up, locked down, they got a 10-digit passcode on that thing with letters, numbers, and caps, and other, like, strange symbols in there. You know, you can tell them, you know, that that word is going no further. Other of us, we just like sharing good news, right? Like when we hear a good story, it's really hard not to tell somebody about it. Is there anyone, am I alone in the room? Is that, you know, good news? It's, it's, it's hard to not share good news. Um, and, and I remember it being a real challenge when we were in, uh, in, in Taiwan, when we were back overseas and we found out we were pregnant with our daughter River and we were so excited. It was like the best news ever. But then... Anyone who's had a baby knows, then you wait, and you have this beautiful news that you're just sitting on, just, just waiting to share, but don't want to let it out too soon. And for us, we knew Talitha's family was coming to visit us in the next few weeks, so we're like, all right, we'll, we'll hold on to that. And, and then Talitha's parents got there, and we were able to tell them the good news, and it was like a burden was lifted. And I remember we were sitting in their hotel, and, and you know, of course, I was like, I'll let Talitha tell her parents. And... And mate, she, she took a little while to get there. Hey, we're, we're talking. It's like, yeah, we're sitting here at the end of the night. And it's like, yeah, so we better be going. And I'm like sitting beside Talitha. Like, Are you going to tell them? Um, and, and that was amazing. It was like, oh, this, this weight was lifted. And then we realized my parents were on their way to Taiwan as well. So we had to sit on that thing even further. But they weren't there until we were... Talitha was 16 weeks pregnant before we told our parents. I remember we were just sitting on this news and it was such good news and I just wanted to tell everybody. But it was like, no, nah, I've got to be zipped lips. I've got to keep that thing to myself. And, and I remember just to, to, to relieve myself of some of the pressure of holding on to this good news, I was telling taxi drivers about <laughs> Talitha being pregnant. Just any time I'd read a, meet a random, I'd be like, you know good news? My wife is pregnant and they're like cool man that's awesome I'm like I know it's the best ever I'm so excited about it and I think it's something natural in us right when we have good news we've got to share that thing man if you find if you find a good new restaurant in town you've got to tell everybody that good news I, I know I found one recently that I'm just telling everyone about because they do deep fried chicken skin and all the vegans in here were like, that sounds horrific. And that's, uh, that's another portion of us. Danny's looking at me, shaking, my, shaking his head. We, we had it the other night, and he was like, bro, th that's not good for you. He said some other stuff too. But, uh, it's, but you know, you find something good, you just got to tell people about it, right? If you find, I, I, you know, I found another, like a, a lifeline in town that has some really good deals. Man, you got to tell everyone about that. You can't just keep that to yourself. Maybe it's even just like a shortcut you find on your way to work, and you got to tell all your co-workers about it. I, I think it's really natural to want to share good news, right? Yeah. You agree? Who likes sharing some good news? A few of you have got me a bit worried, like, no, I don't tell anyone anything good. I just complain. It's like, bro, don't know how you're going to have a lot of friends in life if that's you, but um, no judgment. Uh, but, you know, the Bible even says, it says, how beautiful are the feet of people who bring good news, which is kind of a funny picture because it's like you don't use your feet to tell good news. But the old picture was you get the messenger running over the hill, coming to tell you some good news. And it's like, wow, what a welcome thing. You know, the Bible makes it really clear too that Jesus and that God 
also loves sharing good news. And, and that's really what Christmas is about, right? Christmas is about good news. And that's what I want to talk about this evening. Good news. Why don't you turn the person beside you and say, good news. Good news. And, and I love in Luke 8, uh, sorry, Luke 2 verse 8 to 16. And, and I love this because it's like Jesus is just like, uh, God's just like super excited to share the good news of his arrival of his son. Just like a new couple who maybe are pregnant with the baby. They just want to, they want to tell everybody. They want to show you the video of the gender reveal. They're just so excited. And, and we see this in, God, in, in Luke where, where God gets a little bit extra, all right? God, God gets a little bit extra when it comes to the announcement of his son. It says, uh, that night there were some shepherds staying in fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. So they're there, you know, they're doing some overtime. They're just doing what they're paid to do, looking after the sheep. And it says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. So, so this is not what they were going for, I don't think, right? This is a surprise party gone wrong. It's like, I am an angel, good news. And these shepherds are like, wow, that's too much, bro. That's, that's, not, that, that's, that's, that's a little bit much for this time of night. <laughs> but it says, the, la- the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And you will recognise him by this this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, laying in a manger, lying there in the little bonds onesie. And by the end it says, and like if this wasn't extra enough, it goes on. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. So these guys, they're freaking out at one angel and it's like, you know what? Let's turn this up a little bit. Let's bring down the armies of heaven to these boys here in the field. So all these angels come down and it says, uh, they started saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth. Uh, with whom God is pleased. And this is when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, I'm sure amongst other things, like, oh my goodness, what on earth just happened? Uh, They said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It says, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. Man, tell you what, Christmas is about good news, man. God gets extra about getting the good news out there. He wants people to know that, hey, my son is on his way. This is good news. It's going to bring joy to all people. I, I don't know about you. I, I wonder what, you know, maybe Christmas looked like for you growing up. I know for a lot of us, it probably looked different. Probably the common theme would be things like the Christmas tree. And um, I, I think our parents were really smart. My, my uh, dad was talking this morning. It sounds like the rains are here. The, my dad was speaking this morning about how his parents used to take them to midnight mass because they were, were Catholics and they'd go to the midnight mass and then they'd get home and they'd open their presents at like 1am at night. And, and dad's theory is that the reason they did that was so that they would sleep in in the morning. So, his, so my grandparents could get a little bit of extra sleep, keep the kids up till 1am. They're super tired. They wake up, they've got their presents, off they go. My parents had like a different strategy, which was they'd get us like stockings. Did anyone else have like Christmas stockings? And full of like just junk from the reject shop really and and just like wrapped with like 10 layers of duct tape right and in hindsight I think that's what 
how they kept us in our rooms because we'd wake up at, you know, like 4 a.m. like kids do and you'd be sitting there for like three hours just trying to open all these things. Oh, great, Christmas coins, awesome. Next thing, like there for 15 minutes. Oh, a whistle, how cool, all right. Keep going, oh, great, a a yo-yo that like weighs two grams and that's definitely not gonna come back up. you know, that's they're kind of my Christmas memories. You know, it's about that and, and going to church on Sunday morning was always something we did. And But for me growing up, it was always really, a, you know, a family time. And, and I think in general in society, like Christmas is the time where we kind of just, we throw it into neutral for a little bit, right? It's like we kind of relax, like we're going to do tonight. We're going to eat some good food. We kind of spend time maybe with those people that are close to us and then ramp up and, and, and hit the next year. Uh, but I think that, Obviously, there's so much more to Christmas than that. You know, obviously, the, the, the age-old thing of Christmas is that the real reason of Christmas is Jesus. The real purpose that we celebrate, the reason for the season, if I can put it that way, is Jesus. And, and I think that that's the reason to celebrate, hey. At Christmas, you know what we have? We have a reason to celebrate. If anyone asks you what Christmas is, man, it's Jesus' party, okay? It's our party and you're invited. Christmas is not some little solemn thing. And and I want to suggest tonight, it shouldn't just be some time where we all draw away and do our own thing, but it's a time where we should come together and celebrate the good news of Jesus, God God in flesh, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Man, that is some good news. Does anyone agree that's good news? Is anyone, exci- again, is anyone grateful for Jesus? That, that's the theme for tonight. Is anyone grateful for Jesus? Come on, let's, let's be grateful for Jesus. It's good news. I, I love this about God, that when He sees us in pain and brokenness, maybe He sees the mess of our life. God doesn't just distance himself, but instead his response is to come close, is to use that the self-emptying love where instead of, you know, staying in heaven where it's perfectly comfortable, where everything's good, he instead steps down into our own world. He puts on flesh and lives as a man as a sign that God is not somebody who's distant and hard to reach and irrelevant, but God is someone who knows exactly what you're going through and he wants to go through it with you. That he is not far away, but he is close to you. That is the good news message of Christmas, that you can know God, that he is not far. His name is is Jesus. Is anyone grateful for Jesus this evening? That's good. Come on. Yeah, I think we are grateful. And and I think just looking back at this year, you know, being the the final 6pm service, man, there's been so many good stories of of God just working in people's life, meeting people right where they're at and taking them to where they only hoped that they could be. Just even earlier tonight, I was hearing the story of one of our youth who had been really struggling with some mental health issues and really struggling with a lot of depression. And, And I was talking to one of the people that had been on the journey with them for a little while, and they were saying, they just came a couple of weeks ago, showed up at youth, and they're like, man, in Jesus, I have found a hope like I have never experienced. I found a fresh hope, and I was so hopeless, and I was so down. And this leader was saying, you could see it in the way they were speaking. They weren't just saying pleasant things to be heard. They were like, I've actually found hope. Man, that is good news that you can find hope in Jesus, that no matter what you're struggling with, He's got a future and a plan and a hope for you, that you can have joy in every season. Man, we could be here all night if we talk about why it's good news to know Jesus. And I want to encourage us, never forget 
how good the news we have is. Sometimes some of us need to maybe even take a little walk down memory lane. Remember where you've been and where God has brought you to. We can't forget how good the news is about Jesus. There's so many people in our city, in your city, if you're joining online, so many people that are looking for something. And we have the answer. We have the good news. Hey, that Jesus is God, that he is close to you. You can know him. He can fill you with hope. He can meet the needs that you might have. That's good news, isn't it? Jesus is not far away. That's our Jesus. Jesus is willing to go to any length to reach these people. That's our Jesus. He's willing to go to any length. I love what it says in Romans 10 and and I want to just change gears a little bit. I haven't given this one to the team, so it's not on the screen. So don't look at them afterwards like, yo, where was Romans 10? Okay, I just added this in a little bit ago. But it says this. It says, as Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Man, that's a big claim. Okay, that's God does not let people down. That's a big claim. And that word put to shame, it basically means, it literally, quite, it literally means to be disappointed, to be rejected or disappointed. God doesn't reject people and he doesn't disappoint people. It means to put a hope in something and then to have that hope rejected. It's saying Jesus doesn't let people's hopes down. Big claim, big claim. And it goes on, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow, this is not just for certain people. This is not just for, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church every week. This is for everyone. Good news. Hope in Jesus does not disappoint. There is hope in your situation. There is hope in your season. There is a way through. This is not the end. There is more to your life. That's good news, right? And it's for everyone. I'm getting excited about this. How then, it says, how then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard. That's how are they going to know? How are they going to know if no one tells them that there is a hope that does not disappoint? There is a hope that can be an anchor for their soul. How will they know if nobody tells them? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? It's saying, hey, there is some really good news. Like, this isn't just there's a new restaurant in town that has deep fried chicken skin good news. There is, this is good news that could transform your entire life, not only just making it good, but actually transform the way you see humanity, transform the way you see your situation, transform the way that your relationship with your wife is, transform the way you relate to your family, transform the way you live your daily life. There is good news, but how will they know if nobody tells them. And I think we can get put off a little bit there where it's like, and, who, and how will they hear unless anyone preaches? And a lot of us are like, well, okay, not me. I don't preach. That's, that's not my thing. Like, uh, I'm, I'm more of the mercy gift. I'm not a preacher. I don't think it's saying that at all. It's saying, hey, it, share, it, unless somebody tells them, how are they going to hear? So I want to suggest this evening, you know, Christmas is good news. It's a reason to celebrate. But I think as Christians in general, 
We do a pretty good job of celebrating. We get out here, we sing the carols, we have a good time. Hopefully we, we reflect on a year and are grateful for, of, of, of what's happened. But, but Christmas isn't just about celebrating Jesus. It's about sharing Jesus. It's about sharing the good news. Because it said in that scripture, I bring where the angels were talking, joy for all people. The origin of Christmas was a celebration and it was an invitation. Celebrating, wow, there is good news, but also let people know about the good news. And I know about me, like growing up as a kid, again, it was like Christmas was that time you like slotted into neutral and you know, you relax and you have a few weeks off and you know, youth isn't on for a couple of weeks. So I'm just going to chill out and play extra video games and, and stuff like that. Now I'm an adult. It's like, maybe I'll get time off from work and sleep a little bit uh, when my kids sleep. Hopefully, maybe that's, that would, that's all I want for Christmas is a full night's sleep. Um, and not really, it's good. Um, but, but I think, you know, Christmas can become that kind of, that, that sliding into a neutral gear or even that good news, like God has done something in our life and it can just be for us. It's like, okay, great, that's good, it's done. God did something in my life. But you know when God does something in you, He doesn't want to just do it in you. He's actually wanting to do something through you. He gives you hope, not just so that you can have hope, but you can start to bring hope to the world around you, that you can be a reflection of Jesus to the people that are in your life. I love what it says in Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. This is a beautiful scripture. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles. Get this. Who comforts us in all our troubles so that, so the purpose of His comforting is so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. How powerful is that? When God does something in your life, He wants you to use that to help transform the people around you as well. When God gives you hope, He doesn't want it just to stay as hope in here. When, when God fills you with joy, He doesn't want it just to be that deep set joy. You know, that, that old song, the joy, joy, joy of the Lord. Well, I can't remember the tune. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. Remember that? Remember that song? But, but actually, if, if you got the joy of God, you should be showing it on your face as well. Like it shouldn't just be deep down in here. It should be joy overflowing, joy that transforms your workplace because I've got the joy of the Lord. If I can make it more clearly, I think that scripture puts it beautifully, but I actually looked this up in the Gen Z translation this week, okay? I don't know if you've read the Gen Z translation, hilarious. And actually, here it is. And I was gonna get, I was gonna get Geordie Howard just really quickly to come up and read this because I feel like I'm not Gen Z enough. Are you Gen Z? I don't even know. Yeah, okay, Geordie's Gen Z representative for this evening. Geordie, can you give, that, give us a read of that? Thanks, Big Chief, for the good vibes. Now we can share the vibe with the homies. That's right. What's that was more Aussie. That wasn't really Gen Z. That was, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Let's give it up for Geordie. Thanks for that. <laughs> What's it about? God gives us good vibes so that we can share good vibes with the homies. God gives us peace so that we can be a peacemaker. God gives us hope so we can be a hope bringer. God gives us healing so that we can declare that sickness is not the end, that Jesus has the final say, that you can be healed, that this situation is not final. Come on, he gives us the vibes so we can share the vibes with the homies. I just felt like I wasn't cool enough. 
everything in me was like, don't dab, don't dab, don't dab. You're doing well, don't ruin it. You're doing well, don't ruin it. People are like, dab, and that's like, no, that's, I know, it's a, it's a fake question, don't dab. <laughs> hey, Christmas was never meant to be just about us. Christmas is good news. It's good news. <laughs> Seven in a bit of Geordie's accent there. Good news. That's Kath and Kim. Good news for all people. Good news for all people. It's about celebrating the arrival of Jesus, but it's about sharing good news. I remember getting to Taiwan when we, you know, if you know our story, we were pastors of a church over there for six years. And I remember the first year we get there and I remember Christmas coming and it was like, sweet. So I guess, you know, we chill out for a little bit and everyone's like, man, Chris, haven't you heard? Like Christmas is the best outreach we do all year. And I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah, it's literally the best outreach, the best bringing events we do are things that revolve around Christmas. And it's a totally unchurched culture over there. And, and I remember the, in the, the weeks and leading up to it, we were out on the street, we were handing out flyers, we had a couple of our friends dressed up as Santa and took pictures with the kids, and we were singing carols on the street, and we weren't the best singers, but you know, people just seemed to see foreigners making noise and be like, what's going on over there? And and I remember we like had this big auditorium and we just stepped up. We'd been in a smaller venue and we, we hired a bigger auditorium that sat like 140 people or something, 160 people. At, at that point in the church, I think we probably had like 50 people. So we, 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 we had this room that was way too big. And we used to hang curtains like halfway through the, the auditorium. And we, we kind of did it a bit dodgy. We kind of just used bulldog clips onto the roof tiles um, about where we thought that the, you know, would be enough space. So this Christmas day, we, like, we set out where we think enough space is. And the good thing about how we laid it out, I, I thought was very genius, was you could like move the curtains about three or four rows. So you could like start it here. And then as the room filled up, you could like shift the curtains backwards and they just kind of hinge on the bulldog clips. And this venue, it was great, but it was kind of hard to find. And I remember that Christmas, it started and it was like, guys, you've been telling me that people are excited about Christmas and I don't see anything different to a normal weekend. But I remember just throughout the service, people just kept coming in and, and coming in and coming in. And I, and I got to the message and people were still like flowing in the doors. And I remember it got to the point, I had to tell like our service crew, just rip the curtains down. Cause they're trying to like pull it back over like six rows. I'm like, just rip it down. And this the team comes to rip the curtains off the roof. And we ended up filling this venue on Christmas with people who didn't have a church background, with people who didn't know about the good news, but there was something about them that was open to hearing about Jesus. And it's forever changed my perspective that, that Christmas shouldn't be a time where we just switch off. Christmas is about not just celebration. It's about invitation. It's about inviting people to come and experience the good news. And, and I guess our, our pledge to you as, as a team who's making stuff happen over, over the Christmas season is we're gonna do our very best to present the good news of Jesus in a way that's easy to receive, in a way that people can just walk in and not feel judged. Like if you've been coming here for more than a week, you'd know that's, that's how we do things, right? People can come in, sit, feel comfortable. We're gonna do our very best over the next few weeks to be presenting the gospel in a way that is compelling, but that's easy to, to, to sit and be a part of. And I, I just wanna encourage you, let's, let's not miss this opportunity to invite somebody 
along to Christmas. Let's, let's not miss that. People's hearts are open, man. We, we had our tree, tree lighting party uh, like two weeks ago, I think it was, or a week ago, I can't remember. But man, we, we had so many people from the community show up just from doing flyer drops and stuff. The, the building was full of people who'd never been to church. Full of, there was a few, and welcome if you're, you're here from that. It's so good to have you with us. And there was a bunch of people, even just like neighbors from around here that like, we didn't even know there was something happening here that was so excited to come back and continue to be a part of stuff that we're doing. And, and, and I want to encourage us, I think sometimes Christmas can be about like when we talk about things like the Christmas spectacular, like that's a great thing to come and, and attend because I'll, I'll get something good out of it. You know, it'll be a good show. I'll enjoy it. But I want to encourage you to live a life that's more profound than just what's in it for me and actually live a life about what can I bring to the Christmas spectacular. Maybe you can bring a friend. Maybe you can invite a coworker. Maybe you can invite some family members. Maybe you invite everyone and they all say no and you can still show up determined to meet a couple of fresh faces, determined to show the love of Jesus to the community as they come in the front doors. Not by being weird, not by Bible bashing them on the way in, but by just loving on them, encouraging them. I was saying this morning, one of the vendors who came to our, our tree lighting party was saying that this is one of the best Christmas events that she ever does and that she can tell that there's something different about the people here. This is not a church goal. This is not someone who shares our faith saying, I can, ex- I can feel there's something different about what's happening there. So I want to encourage us, come on, let's be a part of what God is doing. Let's not just celebrate. Let's not just coast in neutral. Man, we could, we could hit next year and this room could be a whole lot fuller because of what God does over Christmas time. Like, I really believe there's people in your life that God has intentionally placed there. He's placed you in their life. And, and maybe you've even been praying God put someone in their life. And He's like, I've already put you there. And it's as easy. Maybe you feel, oh, I can't preach. I'm not a preacher. You can. Everyone can invite. We're going to have a Facebook event that's up. I mean, that's great. Personal invitation is powerful, though. It doesn't have to be weird. It's just, hey, what are you doing for Christmas? We've got this thing called the Christmas Spectacular. It's going to be a heap of carols. It's going to be a good time. You're more than welcome to join. Man, that's powerful. That's the kind of invitation that could transform somebody's life. And I'm really just praying. I'm really believing that this Christmas, we, we see people who, who in 10 years' time, they look back and, and they thank you. And they say, I'm so glad that you invited me to the Christmas Spectacular 2021 because something has happened in my life since then that I cannot explain. I could not have imagined my life being here 10 years ago. Come on, don't you want to see your friends with that kind of story? Is anyone thankful for Jesus? And if you're thankful, can you imagine how thankful your friends are going to be? Like, no one comes, meets Jesus and like, bro, I can't believe you invited me to church. Now I'm following Jesus. And it's like, oh, they're like, my life will never be the same again. Come on. It's about celebration and invitation. I'm way over time, but people are so open at Christmas. So open. I've seen people come this year, even just this year, just encourage you. Like we had some personal friends of ours show up and, and the partner was saying about their partner, they were saying, I never thought I would see my partner come to a church event. Isn't that interesting? There's just something, it's like people's hearts are open at Christmas time. There's so much, so much power in an invitation. So what's our challenge? Get the word out. Get the word out. Come on. God is doing something. There is good news. And this shouldn't just be something we only do at Christmas time. 
But let's just focus on Christmas time for now, yeah? Like, let's get the invitation out. Let's get the news out. You have got the best excuse. It is our party, man. It's Christmas. That's our party. We get to celebrate. We can invite people along to our party. What a good excuse to invite someone this year. I'm going to finish with one scripture and then some, quiz, uh, then some questions. I just love this. It's in Luke 14, 23. And it's a story of, um, it's a parable that's, that Jesus tells about people getting invited to, to a party. And essentially go out and they invite all the people and a lot of people say no. And hey, if you're inviting someone, the worst they can say is no. Okay, that's, that's as bad as it gets. So just prepare yourself for that. It's okay. Water off a duck's back. If they say no, it's like, cool, I'm gonna invite you next year, but cool. All right, so it's, it's all good. And his response, this is his response to somebody saying no. So, so the servant responded, returned to his master and, and said what had happened. He says the master was angry and he said, hurry, go into all the streets and alleys of the town. Bring me the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Later the servant said to him, master, I did what you told me to do, but we still have places for more people. The master said to his servant, go out to the highways and the country roads. Tell the people there to come. I want my house to be full. Come on, isn't that a beautiful picture of God's invitation to us? The broken, the hurting, the crippled, the lonely. Bring them all. We got a family that they can be a part of. Bring them all. We got hope that they can get them through this next year. Come on, let's let that be our response. Man, I want to, I want God's house to be full of people that have had their lives transformed by Jesus. Not just because we want it looks good and pictures on social media. No, that's, that's so much more profound than that. We want people to have their lives transformed by the power of Jesus. So not just about celebration, it's about invitation. Who can you invite this Christmas? I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to wrap up. Sorry, I've gone a bit long. I know you're all like my Christmas ham. A uh, <laughs> couple of questions. How can you be a part of sharing the good news this Christmas. I really want us to think about this this evening. And, and I was challenged preparing this message because I'm like, I can't preach a message on invitation if I'm not willing to invite some people myself. So I'm already thinking through who am I going to invite? What's that going to look like? Um, how am I going to do that? But, but how can you be a part of sharing the good news this Christmas? More specifically, who can you invite to hear the good news? Who can you invite to hear the good news this year. I want us to think about that. Maybe even just take a moment now. Who can I invite? Might be a family member, might be a friend, might be a co-worker. I mean, look at that, that, that story of the master going. It's just invite everyone from the highways. I don't care. I don't care about their background. I don't care about how near or far to me they may seem. Invite them along anyway. People will always surprise you. Final question is just, I guess a bit of an encouragement to us. Will you pray with us that people receive the good news this Christmas? Let's actually be intentional about this season, not just letting it one that passes by, but let's actually like, let's partner together and really pray that, that as we invite people, their hearts would be open and that as they come, they wouldn't just find a nice time with some cool songs and a couple of lights, that they would actually find a hope and good news that transforms their life forever. Would you pray with us that? A couple of us are praying. That's good. Maybe some of you are already praying. That's why you didn't agree. You're like, I'm already deep in prayer. It's good. (laughs) Come on, let's be praying together. Hey, would you stand with me this evening? I'd love to pray. Love to pray for us. And and I would just love to really just just pray over all of us that, that as we invite people, that our invitations would find open hearts 
and, and people who are ready to receive the good news. Jesus, we just thank you that Christmas is a reason to celebrate. It's about you coming close to us. It's about not this far off, distant God, but about a near God who's close and who cares, who's with us on the journey. And, and Jesus, just as your good news has transformed our lives, Jesus, we're just so hungry to see our friends' lives transformed and our, our family members' lives transformed. We don't want this to stop with us. And, and we just pray that as we share the good news, as we send out invitations this year, we pray that they'd be met with open hearts. Jesus, we pray that all through Christmas, people would be making decisions to follow you. We pray that people who are just so hopeless and down would find what they're looking for in you. I pray that you give us boldness. And I also pray that you give us wisdom in choosing the right timing to send out these invitations. And we just thank you that hope in you does not disappoint, that, that our, pe- our friends aren't going to come and be disappointed, but they're actually going to come and find what they're looking for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, one more group of people, just maybe you're here this evening and maybe that's you. Maybe you've heard a little bit about the good news and sorry, I've been a bit noisy tonight. I don't usually do that, but I'm just excited, man, because I've seen God do some pretty amazing things. Jesus has fundamentally transformed the way that I live my life. Not even to, we'll be here all night if we go down that track. So it is incredible. And the promise is that it's for you too. It is for all people, no matter what your background is, no matter what you struggle with, no matter where you've been, no matter what kind of family you grew up in, no matter your race, no matter any of those things, Jesus loves you and He's close to you. And you can go on a journey of following Him. It's as easy as making a decision this evening of, hey, Jesus, I would like to follow you. And maybe it's as simple as just saying that in your heart, Jesus, I want to follow you. And if you're making that decision tonight, uh, Pastor Sarah is going to come and tell you about what you can do next.